tweet at TodaySOR. Now we're still working on that link to Phil Hogan. Uh, Meanwhile, just time to express our deepest sympathies this morning to uh, two people to whom we've spoken on the programme in the the recent days. Most recently, speaking yesterday to Christy Dignam, um, his father about whom he spoke, Christy Senior, uh, passed away yesterday. Uh, It was obviously clear from our conversation that the end was near, so deepest sympathy to Christy and his family. Sympathies as well and condolences to Celine Byrne. And she spoke to us, I think it was this day last week, about her father who was very ill. In fact, he died as well, John Byrne, and uh, she really had been uh, battling bravely with a lot of family issues. Her mother-in-law, with whom uh, she lived or who lived with her and her family, uh, she had died in the previous few days. And now, very sadly, we have heard news this morning that her father, John, has passed away. So may John Byrne and Christy Dignam Sr., may they rest in peace. Now, I can talk to Kate O'Connell, former TD and uh, pharmacist, uh, still obviously working in the pharmacy business. Kate O'Connell, good morning to you. Good morning. Sean, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. You've got three businesses. How is business for you? Well, we're busy, um, busy doing things that I suppose have amplified the role of the community pharmacy that's been gone rather unnoticed for many years. So we're accessible at the minute. Um, Many shops have had to modify how they let people in and out of their stores. But in terms of a business rooted in the community um, across Ireland, be it in a rural village or be it in an urban centre, you're looking at um, a service that's available, but also very, very busy um, in terms of providing health care where access is an issue right now. Yeah, and I presume if you're on the main street, access is easier than, say, if you're in a, um, if you're in a big shopping centre. Yeah, well, this has always been one of the, the issues with community pharmacy because it represents such a broad mix of business, be it somebody serving a large rural population or be it somebody in, in an urban centre. Um, and then, obviously, there's people that have businesses as part of a primary care centre or as part of a shopping centre. So within the retail business um, that is pharmacy, um, there can be many different versions. I, myself, um, are the role um, standalone and walk in off the street premises. So um, I don't, um, I don't have a nursing or not a nursing home, a shopping centre version, or um, a primary care centre. So there's different challenges with different models, essentially. Yeah, and I was listening to um, Dara O'Loughlin, who's the secretary of the Irish Pharmacy Union. Yes, Dara. Uh, yes. He was on yesterday on the business news on, on Morning Ireland, and he was talking about how, you know, with all the extra costs and the measures you have to take, protecting staff and customers, physical distancing, and so forth, your, your costs have gone up an average of five thousand euro a month. Could it be that high, Kate? It depends. It depends on, the, on obviously where the shop is located and what the what the size of the shop is. So across different sizes and different um, and d- different areas, there's going to be different costs. And some shops would have perhaps have been more suitable to physical physical distancing to start with. But of course, there are costs. I think every retail pharmacy has had a broad range of costs, probably as low in some cases as two thousand euro, but right up, I imagine, in the larger outlets up to about ten thousand. But like that, that's in order to protect staff, which are frontline workers. Many are retail and uh, front of shop, and um, majority women, and um, that are working every day to try and provide basic healthcare in the community and refer where appropriate. Um, so there's a huge value in what is happening out there right now in community pharmacy, but there are costs to that, and many of those costs were front-loaded. Yeah, uh, one of the things he was saying as well, uh, Dara, was that um, say, sales had fallen by an average of 36%. Now, people might be surprised at that because you might have thought the pharmacy would be as busy as ever and uh, a bit like the supermarkets. 
again, it's down to customer mix um, and location. So many shops will not have the normal um, footfall, obviously, as with social distancing and um, the amount of people just out and about. And obviously, in order to have social distancing within retail premises, there needs to be that uh, two-metre radius in order for people to get around, all of which is very important in terms of breaking the, the chain um, of spread of, of COVID-19. Uh, um, there's huge consumable costs too in terms of gel, masks, all of that to keep staff safe, but also providing tr- free gelling to people when they're entering and leaving premises, and obviously perspex screens and... Um, physical um, barriers and such modifications. Yeah, I'm looking here at a text that I read um, out just when I was flagging the fact that we'd be talking to you. Um, I read it a little earlier in the programme. It's from a listener saying, pharmacy struggling, masks gone from €2 to €12, sanitizers from €5 to €10, prescription, my prescription was €36 in March, €48 in April. Give me a break, says that caller. Yeah, well, there have been reports of massive inflation of prices, and some of that will be due to the well-documented global shortage of PPE and protective equipment in general. Um, but in terms of you know, community pharmacies that have spent generations building up reputations, I don't think um, any of them are going to risk that um, on a 50-cent or 2-euro price hike on a mask. It would seem very short-termism as far as I'm concerned. But like that, there have been massive inflations in prices when it comes to wholesale price um, of product because of just the normal um, um, worldwide shortage that has happened, um, which is um, affecting every, every yeah, um, individual that requires um, protective equipment. What about credit? Because, again, the point has been made that people have run up against the credit ceiling that they can get from their suppliers. Well, this is probably largely due to the front-loading of stock. So once... Um, supply became an issue once this um, once once COVID started perhaps 60 days ago in terms of credit days ago um, there would have been massive outlay in terms of buying in of expensive PPE especially at that time some of the prices have actually come down incrementally since as supply has increased but it will be coming to um, payment days now and also um, people will have cash flow issues because of the natural fall in turnover um, as a result of this. So there are, are things that aren't necessarily individual to pharmacy because they're um, relevant in all um, you know, high street businesses and shopping centre businesses. But there are certain aspects of pharmacy which are actually unique in that we are providing um, healthcare in the community that is good value and that is equality of access um, and is, is working very hard to provide that right now. What about people though deciding, look, your prices are pushing up, maybe there might be something cheaper available online? Well, I, I haven't experienced this myself, but there's a huge risk there with um, medications. And we saw a tragedy down the Midlands and recently with the purchase of counterfeit medicines online. And that can you know, span the illicit drug market right up to um, the standard market. There are the, the, the falsified medicines directive now that makes sure that all um, medicines coming in and out of pharmacies are, are legitimate, but that still does not solve the online issue. And there are huge risks um, to getting medications. In terms of, of masks, and um, once the quality is, is um, appropriate, there's no reason why people shouldn't order those online. Um, it's freedom of choice in terms of um, how you get your, to protect yourself.
Kate O'Connell, pharmacist, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Now, we had trouble initially with getting a, with getting a line to Phil Hogan. We've sorted all that. We'll talk to the Commissioner after this quick break.